0: Hi, my name is Alithia Aliere, and this is the Clean Your Room podcast. This is season one, episode 12, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, May 26, 2021 in Los Angeles, California. Well, it has been a little while since I recorded. Uh, life has been interesting. That is all I can say. Uh, one of the things I'm trying out, and this might sound a bit weird, Uh, is a different way to say my name. So if you've listened to several other episodes and um, just heard me say my name completely differently, you are not mistaken. Um, My first name is Greek, Alithia. um, And the way I have been saying it for over 30 years, which is Althea, uh, does not match the spelling. And uh, my last name... Uh, was pronounced how I thought it would be easier for English speakers when we moved to New Jersey when I was 12. So with May being Asian American Pacific Islander heritage month, this is one of the things I have been wrestling wrestling with internally, is how to properly say my name. Uh, I had a long, long discussion on Facebook about it, and my friends and family, their consensus seemed to be uh, I should say it and ask for it to be said, how I want it to be said because it's my name. So I'm not going back and re-recording previous episodes where I have said my name as Althea Allure uh but yeah, I'm just trying something new and seeing how I like it and, or whether I can even remember to consistently say my name a different way than I have been for you know three quarters of my life um. So, yeah, my name is Alethea Aliere Alieri said how I think my dad would say it, although I haven't talked to him on audio since like Christmas. So <laughs> most mostly we text. Um, so, yeah, I might be lying about that. Uh, I, I'm going to see how it goes and, uh, you know, just just go with the flow. Uh, speaking of going with the flow, this episode is going to be a little more freeform than I have been doing lately, mainly because I keep thinking of topics and then thinking of about 10 tangents that I would like to take off that topic, which does not make for a very coherent episode. And I, I normally write all of these out. Um, so that's part of um, the delay is I've just been kind of Going back and forth on how to say my name, going back and forth on what I really want uh, the topic of the episode to be about. So uh, instead of picking a single topic for this episode, I'm going to give a little bit of a state of the home update, touching on various cleaning activities that I've been up to in the past month. Um, I really want to talk about how I've actually been struggling a lot in the area of cleaning and tidying and many other things. So I'm going to try to prove to myself that things aren't really all as bad as I might feel they are. Uh, like if I just tell you all the things I've done in the past month that have to do with cleaning and tidying, that maybe I can help boost my hopefulness and reawaken that energy that I had earlier in this year for, you know, um, you get, getting things sorted out and into the right place and, um, you know, decorating the home and all of that. So before I get into uh, all of those miscellaneous topics that I'm going to tell you about shortly, I have a couple of things for you to look for in the show notes. Um, India is really taking a bad walloping from COVID-19, has been for some time. And if you have any access to any kind of news or media, you have probably heard something about this. Um, I found that one of the complications that I ran into when I was trying to figure out how to help or where to donate money was that it's sometimes unclear whether um, your form of payment, if you're in the United States like I am, uh, will be accepted or if the site doesn't have uh, amounts converted into um your your own uh currency that you normally use. So it might t- take a few extra steps to figure out how much it is that you're actually donating. Um, I came across this link uh thanks to work which is uh it's not produced by my work or job or anyone there that I know of. Um it is a crowdsourced list of um information of how you can help and where you can donate. Um, it's very, very detailed, and uh, it's by someone on Twitter called Lavanya DJ, and I'll link it in the show notes. So please take a look and help if you are able to do so. Uh, another thing I would like to share is uh, my friend Noone's podcast about mental health, and I mentioned him on here before. Uh, the podcast is called You Me Empathy. And there have been a ton of really great episodes coming from his show lately. Uh, For example, I found the one about post-lockdown anxiety to be really, really helpful. Um, My partner and I passed the two weeks post-second shot milestone a couple of weekends ago, and we were really excited, um, but also trepidatious about going out. We went to Barnes & Noble. We, We walked around a couple of malls. We went to Target for only the second time in the past year. We, we got Panda Express and Chipotle and all these little things which we took for granted as being able to do really whenever you wanted before the pandemic began. Um, they, they feel like a really big deal after we've stayed inside for so long. So that weekend was fun, but also anxiety ridden and I could not walk I I found that I could not walk by a single hand sanitizer dispenser without checking to see if there was some sanitizer in there. Um, uh, Anyway, even after the fact, I did find listening to uh, the episode on Yumi Empathy to be really beneficial since despite things starting to open back up, it's still not like we can throw caution to the wind there are still people getting infected and many of the most vulnerable people particularly children are still vulnerable um so i hope we can all continue to be careful with ourselves and to help care for others during this time and keep everybody safe so speaking of care known's best friend and canine companion uh scooby away recently and if you support his podcast on patreon you get access to a bonus episode that is all about Scoobs. he was a really good boy he was so loved um you can find you me empathy everywhere you listen to podcasts uh on instagram at you me empathy uh show notes at feelyhuman.co that's f-e-e-l-y-h-u-m-a-n dot co and then on patreon.com slash feely human uh lastly i got to meet the people behind jenga's plants uh i think i'm saying that correctly uh janga and um jose who run this uh pop up and uh, online plant shop called jenga's plants uh they were every bit as nice as i uh, uh thought they would be Uh, I went to their Grain Traders LA pop-up, as well as another separate pop-up they did uh, at Reborn Coffee in La Crescenta, which were basically the opposite ends of the same week. So yeah, twice in one week. Uh, Long story short, I'm now banned from buying more plants this year. I definitely have nowhere left for them to live um, in my apartment. I'm sure I could figure out a couple more spots once I clean some more things up. Uh, Thanks to Django's Plants for enabling my plant collection interests and for sharing so much knowledge and enthusiasm about them on your Instagram and just for providing really high quality plants. Even the plants that I have gotten from them, which started out, you know, not looking so hot, have really been strong growers, really filled out nicely. Uh, one of the very first plants that I got from them, which was a Peperomia hope, uh, it grew so nicely that I act- actually took one of the plants out of the pot and I gave it to someone Uh, on the underground plant trade, um, which you should also check out if you are a plant hoarder and or if you just want to do some anti-racism labor. labor. Uh, It is an online forum for non-black people to offer up plant reparations to black people who are looking for a way to reconnect with nature. Uh, I gave some plants last month to someone and it felt really great to help fulfill what someone was looking for. It was also a really good way to use some of the propagations that I had done with succulents. Um, I gave I gave her part of my um, prayer plant. I had a, a red maranta, and um, you know I had succulents that had just grown out of control. So um, it felt really good to be able to do something with those props. Uh, I, and I've posted the link to that before, but it's in the show notes uh, once again. So check those out. It's freedom plants. Uh, Lastly, oh, I already said lastly before. This is for real lastly. Um, I just want to thank each and every one of you who has listened to even one episode of the podcast. Um, About a week ago, we hit a thousand listens on the show. Uh, I'm so excited and surprised that I actually hit this milestone at all since I have been so bad at keeping up with my own production schedule as of late. So thank you for your support, your patience. Thanks to everyone who has rated and reviewed the show. Uh, Thanks to everyone who's followed on Instagram and Twitter at Clean Your Room Podcast. Um, Well, Twitter is my own handle and who has commented or texted or reached out in any way this past year has felt especially isolating for obvious reasons and it has felt really good to reach out to people and to try to share thoughts and advice with the world so i hope i have been helpful to you in some small way, whether it's to motivate you to start cleaning something or to answer a question or to make you feel okay about something you think you should be cleaning but haven't, because that's fine. I've been on both ends of that spectrum just this week alone, so you're, you're, you're not alone in this. Um, thank you for being here and listening and cleaning and organizing with me. Here's a quick break for an ad and then on to the show. All right, here we go. So this might be a little rough because I generally just gave myself bullet points um, and some topics to talk about. So we'll see if I if I get to everything and or if I break off into some rambles. Um, I'm going to start with my bedroom. My bedroom is also my home office. Um, I have been pretty good most days about um, clearing off my desk and making sure that it is ready for work the following day. Um, When I'm in the middle of projects, it's just really hard to uh, put anything away. I kind of feel like if I put stuff away, then I, you know, I'm kind of wasting time pulling everything back out when I want to work on it. And so I tend to have a lot of surfaces that just get piled on, you know, they, they just get hidden under piles of stuff because I have so many projects going on at once. Um, case in point, right now my desk is a little bit messy. Um, I have been going through my knitting magazines and sewing patterns and trying to decide um, whether I'm going to keep or donate or recycle certain things. Um, I also have some embroidery floss that I have been winding onto bobbins, which is such a slow, slow, slow process. Uh, I remember working with my uh, cousin, Marianne. We used to be into cross stitch when we were high school and just like taking an entire day and like sitting in front of the television and watching like Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movies or something like that. And um, just like, taking eight hours or something ridiculous to wind all these into little bobbins. And I feel like I have taken that amount of time and produced hardly, hardly any, uh, wound, uh, embroidery floss. So that's not going really well, but I, again, I also hesitate to put it away as a project cause then I might not complete it. Um, so I'm going to see, I'm going I have it on my list for stuff to do this weekend which is uh, Memorial Day weekend for those of you in the United States. And I'm getting a little bit of extra time because we don't work on Monday. And um, because uh, oh we have a h- half day on Friday, which I'm super looking forward to. I'm going to go get some pretzels and drive around. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I have a, a little bit of a mess on the desk. Nothing too bad right now that I can't Uh, clean up before bedtime. Um, What I think I'm struggling with a little more in the um, bedroom area right now is uh, my craft supplies. A lot of my craft supplies are stored here because I have run out of um, storage space in my closet for them. And uh, I have always had these kind of like Plans like literal spreadsheets full of like, here's the pattern that I'm going to make, and here's the yarn that I'm going to knit into this pattern, and stuff like that. It's just, um, I recognize that I'm not actually as productive as I want to be in that arena. Another arena, so I have in this room, I'm going to estimate probably 200 hanks of yarn, skeins or balls of yarn. Like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, and I finished like one knitting project last year. So a part of that is the pandemic. Uh, and part of that is like tendonitis, but, um, I do have, I, I'll see how it goes. Uh, I am a little hopeful that I will be, um, starting to make a dent in that, um, yarn hoard. Uh, mainly because so now I've picked up uh, a couple of other uh supplementary hobbies. Like I didn't have enough hobbies before. I don't know if you do this too, but um, I also acquired a loom last year, and I have started weaving. And um, I just bought on uh, the recommendation of a couple of friends of mine. Uh, my friend Casey recommended um. This author, Fanny Zedanius, who writes about macrame, and she has two macrame books. They just arrived yesterday. Um, A couple of other books I got in ebook form, so I don't have like a physical copy of four or five macrame books, uh, just two. Um, And since I already have uh, a lot of fiber and different things that I can uh, use to uh, try to make those projects. That is what I'm planning to do this weekend. Um, also with the side project of uh, some of those macrame projects will be for plant hangers. Um, so I can hang up some more plants that I already have. Not, I'm not buying more plants to hang up on the patio. I'm going to hang up the ones that I have already and I think it'll be okay. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. But in the meantime, yeah, my bedroom is overflowing, not just with yarn. Um, I would say about half of the stored craft materials in this room are fabric. Um, and I am still sewing. I actually got a couple of orders in the last month, um, like 20 or so orders for masks. Uh, so I'm trying a new um, pattern that I haven't used before, which is the, if you look it up online, it is the 3D or origami mask pattern that is really similar to like a K uh KN94 mask um that has like a little ridge in the top and uh so I am going to be making a bunch of those this this weekend for my friend Nathan and uh I'm also planning to make some of those for my mom and uh one of the things one of the I would I would say a win for um what's been going on recently which is you know i just it's comforting and it feels good to buy more stuff and there's um i think always this uh thought in the back of my mind that oh i should go ahead and acquire this uh, craft material so that i'm ready for when the inspiration strikes me or when i have time to do this craft um And that was pretty much uh, going on with me, uh, you know, the whole last year that I was sewing masks and things like that. And I acquired quite a lot of, I can't even count, there's probably a couple of hundred yards of fabric on my bookshelves right now. I will share some photos on Instagram. I've talked about them a couple of times. That's not even all of the fabric. That's just the The cotton fabric that I bought expressly for the purpose of making uh, masks, face covers, or I use them for bags and things like that as well. Um, You know, I, that's not even all of them on the shelves. I have some in the uh, bins that are directly behind my desk. So yeah, there's a lot of it. Um, And I'm just going to uh, as with my knitting and weaving and macrame uh, and cross stitch, uh, do my best to uh, actually keep those projects moving along. I think the other part of why I I don't, I can't feel as guilty uh, about having all this material as as maybe I might be, is one, I'm not that bad of a hoarder, as in I'm not... <laughs> I wouldn't make it onto the show hoarders like they they could unhoard me pretty quickly. Everything's very clean and organized and is in a specific place and I can find things again. And, you know, I'm not it's not difficult to walk from one place to the other. Um, my my cats have not been trapped under, you know, piles of fabric or yarn or something like that. Like I'm a very, very low level hoarder can barely be called that, which is why I always call myself borderline um, in that, you know, my home is pretty hygienic and uh, most of the time it might look a little messy. But if I need to find something for you, I can absolutely find it uh, easily because I have a system. <laughs> so yeah, my my bedroom being aver- overtaken by craft materials, um, I have uh, in the past six weeks or so, um, actually moved some of those materials on. Uh, for example, I had about 30 or 40, uh, sewing and knitting magazines that I posted on my local Buy Nothing group. And, uh, a woman named Maruka, who is a, uh, Maruka is a, a personal chef, Um, and she lives in my neighborhood and uh, she her mom had uh, taught her to knit just recently and her mom passed away uh, sometime in the last year or two and so uh, she was really wanting um, you know the materials so that or the the knitting magazines to get inspired and to um, make sure that she keeps up her knitting skills and feel closer to her mom so that felt really good to be able to pass those magazines along to somebody who could use them um and you know and I, I one I think one of the pitfalls of borderline hoarders especially um if you are seeing value in uh, stuff and also thinking to yourself well you know, it's useful. And when I feel like I don't want it anymore, I can sell it, um, you know, and get my money back or at least part of my money back or maybe even make a profit or something like that on on the stuff that I have. And then they keep collecting and collecting with the mindset that, oh, I'm going to make money later by by selling this on. The main problem being that they never do sell it on. Um, I You know, I know that I've consciously had that, uh, those thoughts before. If I've talked about magazines on the show before, I I definitely had that. And, you know, nowadays, um, really depending on the magazine, it would have to be something like amazing, like Wallpaper Magazine. I did actually sell those old magazines the last time that we moved, um, which was about six or seven years ago. Um, but like, or, or it would have to be like autographed or limited edition or something special like that. Um, but really everything else, um, depreciates the moment you get, like the moment it arrives in your home, it has depreciated from whatever its face value was to practically nothing. So, um, it did feel really good that and i keep all my magazines in really great condition there was only one of 40 had a little bit of water damage on it but the rest were perfectly fine um and if um i think part of the uh mindset that i need to cult- continue to cultivate as someone who is a borderline hoarder is that it does really feel good to be able to uh give something away that not only do I not need anymore, but that someone out there does actually want and need. So it has like a second life and is not just like complete trash or recycling. Someone is finding value in that stuff. And I also um it did worry me a little bit when I joined the Buy Nothing group that, you know, if there's someone out there uh, in the group who is like me who likes to collect certain things that I might also be enabling them but I think the nice um well uh, one of the good things about having joined it and really paying attention to like who's giving away what and who's taking certain you know certain things is um uh it does feel like most people are not just being generous with their things and, and um but Also, um, and I mean, it's hard to say maybe they're just, you know, photographing (laughs) different parts of their home and not um, really showing, you know, if there is a problem or something like that. But that um, it it does seem like people are um, pretty balanced in terms of like if they need something and they get it, but if they don't need any more, they'll they'll happily like regift it or pass it on. Um, to someone or there's even uh, a person in our group who is an artist and a woodworker and uh, a lot of the time he'll pick up these things that just look completely broken down, uh, upcycle them into something and then give them back, uh, give them away again on the group. So um, uh, speaking of the Buy Nothing group, it's it's been really fantastic. Um, and yeah, I'm getting rid of even more stuff this this weekend, which I, I actually wasn't expecting to um, kind of want to utilize this group so frequently. I got rid of, you know, coolers and a bunch of big things, uh, a bunch of little things, too, um, over the last uh, month and a half. And uh, so, yeah, that's been really fulfilling. And I would really like to get my bedroom back to a space where, like, it's a great place to work, um, but just not a super relaxing place to sleep because I am surrounded by things and, uh, I would just like to be a little less surrounded and, um, yeah, I think just kind of working on that, making sure not to acquire, um, more items before, um, I consume the craft materials that are already here and then also um, recognizing those uh, items that I can absolutely uh, pass on to someone else who could use them and now for the room that you know I love to hate the bathroom I love spending time in the bathroom I love washing my hair um I love you know putting masks on and you know all these like tinctures and things for for the face um i have quite a collection of them and i'm working through them pretty methodically um but also it is the state of you know or this the place in the home that you know accumulates quite a lot along with the kitchen a lot of um grime or dirt or just gross people bits Um, so the bathroom, how is it doing? Um, it was doing, it was looking pretty rough. I would have to say in March and April, like I think I had gone through a cleaning burst when I did the episode, um, about the bathroom, which was sometime in like February or March and, uh, you know, cleaned it top to bottom. And then, absolutely left it alone. Like I was putting things away, but I wasn't dealing with like dust and cat hair and people hair. And, you know, just like when things start to kind of get mildewy and stuff like that, um, I just was not dealing with it well. And I also just think that this is, you know, this is kind of the tack that I always want to take with the podcast is I'm not an Instagram influencer I'm not this like home decor maven that shows you a perfectly styled you know beautifully staged bathroom all the time I'm I'll be real with you my bathroom can get grody sometimes there are, like parts of it some places even if and uh, my partner is very very good about doing laundry and flossing and <laughs> Just generally taking care of stuff on a schedule and um, that's part of kind of like his coping with having ADHD is to have a schedule for everything and it really relieves his, you know, it gives him a sense of relief when he checks that box and like, all right, I've 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 done this task for the week or whatever. I am um, not like that. Like, I want to be... And I'll make the list, but I'll lose the list or, you know, just forget to check it for a long time until it doesn't matter anymore that I made that list, like whatever it is is mildewed or molded or fallen apart. Um, So uh, the bathroom as of today, um, my main bathroom is very clean only because uh, we had guests over for the first time in a year. We had uh someone uh, uh our friends, my friends, Twee and Nathan, um, came over for dinner one Saturday night. And then the Monday after that, which was this most recent Monday, our group, um or our, our friends Ian and Brad came over to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, I play Dungeons and Dragons. Um and they, you know, they don't it's really the main places in the apartment. Um, that I have to clean for guests to be over are the the kitchen's usually pretty clean the dining room is usually not clean because I was using it for my work room for all my different projects and even um, collecting stuff for buy nothing group and photographing it and all of that kind of thing usually happens in the dining room because I have a nice big flat dining table to take the photographs on um, and then the bathroom, because in case someone needs to use the toilet, again, it is the room that gets the most gross, just the nature of the, the, you know, having wat- plumbing and, you know, people need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that uh, causes um, some kind of mess, usually, uh, even if you can't see it normally day to day. There's like bacterial buildup and ugh. I'm, I'm just going to get into that, like, hate the bathroom space that I sometimes fall into. I want, I definitely want to love my bathroom more. Um, yeah, my, um, uh, actually, I think my partner and I both did things to get it to guest readiness. Um, there was a day that I was out running all kinds of errands, um, and he, um, he washed the mirrors so that they were clean. He did kind of a, a, a sweep of like cat hair. He swept the floor. He like ran the Roomba in there. He vacuumed the bath mats. He scrubbed the toilet. And, um, you know, just like a lot of the um, kind of cursory basic things that you want to hit if your bathroom is needing a little pick me up. Uh, So those those were like the main first places to hit. And then I did a little more once I got home. I, you know, put stuff away. I'd actually taken all of the plants out of the bathroom because um, as nice as it is, I think, to have some greenery in the bathroom. One, the plants almost always attract some kind of um, flies or fungus gnats or something like that. And it's just kind of adds to the gross factor it doesn't need any more gross factor in in the bathroom even if it's a clean bathroom it's like just imagine you go into this nice pretty bathroom and there's flies (laughs) I was just like you know what let's cut our losses and take these out um and then uh, I just like went around neatened everything up um, I did also uh, take the opportunity to clean the shower and the, sh- the track for the shower door. I also like re-cleaned the toilet was already clean from Jason having cleaned it but um, just kind of like a cursory clean on his part of like the the parts that would get the most dirty the inside of the bowl the the toilet seat the rim that kind of thing. I went over it with like You know, gloves and um, like a paper towel to catch all the cat hair, and even the back part of the toilet, which you can't really see, which usually gets like dust and more, you know, just like random. There's these uh, nuts and bolts that are on the bottom of the toilet that uh, I don't know if this was an us thing or just never had covers to it. Usually there's like a little nub or something on top of that, but. Uh, Ours doesn't have that. And um, what happens is those bolts just kind of get like rusty and flaky and they leave these little red bits of rust all over the place. And so I like wiped all the rusty little particles that I could see, um, which wasn't terrible. You know, and I just went over everything to make sure there was no hair. Um, Before and after our guests left, I like sanitized, you know, handles and things like that that you would be touching. Um, and I put some guest towels out and it looked really nice. Um, I actually don't even remember at least one of our friends did use the restroom over the weekend so uh, and we got complimented on our, <laughs> our our lovely bathroom, the nice layout, the bidet um, it was good so uh, so it's clean now and I'm hoping to continue to keep it clean um I'm You know, just super terrible at building habits. Uh, but I am going to try. Um, I'm going to set a reminder for myself to every week, um, you know, do like a specific short task list of things to keep the bathroom looking good. Um, so yeah, that's that's the state of the bathroom. It was looking terrible for a few weeks and now looks pretty great and I would like to keep it that way just because it's, again, I've probably said this before on this podcast, is so much easier to keep something clean that is already clean than to clean something that you let deteriorate <laughs> into madness. So um yeah, moving on. Um, another place, the major place that we gather when we have guests, because usually we're playing a board game or eating a big dinner or something like that, is the dining room. And during all of last year, it was my sewing table when I was doing my architecture uh, classes, which sadly I had to quit. Um, it was my drawing table area. It was my work table for creating. I had to make basswood models for the classes that I had. Um, it was an impromptu, if for some reason, like the, the Wi-Fi was cutting out. The Wi-Fi router is right there. And so I'd move my computer there. So it was like computer desk, work table, sewing table, art, you know, construction table, photography, uh, backdrop, like every anything and everything that I could do that I needed a wide tabletop for. I was using the dining table for that. So um, it had gotten pile, there were piles on it, there were piles under it, there were piles on chairs, it got pretty um, bad. Like, and I, I appreciate my partner has been like very patient and forgiving for all of that. I think also because um making sure that it, if I had kind of that messy project materials that I, I would always park it just in that same area. So it was pretty contained. I wasn't like including the living room in the chaos or including the the bedroom in the, you know, piles of chaos. It was just the dining room. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, uh, and then mostly that weekend that we um, had finished our second shot two-week waiting period, um, we uh, I went through, I got all the bins out. I unpacked all everything that was in a bin, tried to figure out what I could get rid of, what I had to rehome. Um, I gave a lot of things away on the Buy Nothing group and... Um, Uh, yeah, I actually, I got most of it done. I have a couple of containers still hanging around that I need to, uh, complete a project or, you know, um, I have a list of things that I need to sew that will actually free up quite a bit of space and things like that. Um, but I'm still working on, um, I have a box in the living room as well of some items that are going to go either to the buy nothing group, or I'm going to try to uh, find a place to donate these materials because they are still, they're either, um, items that are still usable or just, uh, items that I would feel really bad about putting into trash or recycling because they're, you know, they're, they could still be used for something anyway. Reusable is the word that I that I meant to say. I they're still reusable, and um, I just don't want to put them in the trash. So the dining room got clean. It took two, almost three weeks to to do it, but it's great now. Um, uh, I got people to sit in my uh, dining room chairs that I had added an extra set of memory foam to. Um, just, you know, just long periods of sitting at the dining table when that was my only home office or desk area, uh, really did a number on my lower back. So (laughs) I was trying to, um, you know, just make them just much more comfortable. And, um, one of the, uh, shelves that we ended up getting, uh, it was actually, (laughs) I can't remember if I've told the story on this podcast, but we ordered some Kallax shelves. I meant them for my bedroom slash home office as like storage plus backdrop plus um, houseplant shelf. Um, and one of those arrived damaged um, with just like a big chunk like knocked into the wood. And when I complained to Ikea, they sent me a complete. Ins- I thought that they were just going to replace that side of the shelf that had probably in shipment gotten dinged. It was a pretty big ding. It was like three or four inches square. Um, But instead of replacing just the side, they replaced the entire bookshelf. So I had a whole separate bookshelf um, that I set up in the uh, dining room. Again, since it's still, My sewing table, when I am doing sewing, um, I set up all of my sewing materials in the bookshelf as well as the cat food. And um, I made a little box for my cat's paraphernalia. They have brushes, they have treats, they have catnip and all these little things that um, used to be on a shelf uh, right there. And I um, just turned the whole thing sideways, put some houseplants on it, it's really cute. I, I really like having it there. Um, and that is one of the weirdly good things to have come out from, from experiencing this pandemic, um, is yeah, it's time to, to figure out how to make the dining room more functional. Um, and yeah, it's, the dining room is now clean. Um, and hopefully we'll stay that way. Uh, okay. I have already lied to you. Um, the dining room, The top of the dining room table currently has several piles on it. However, um, those piles are definitely things that will be leaving the home uh, very soon. A couple of things uh, are um, sets of books that I'm going to be giving away on my blog Uh, some stuff is going to the Buy Nothing group, uh, some stuff my, uh, friend Dana is going to come over tomorrow and take a look through some of the sewing patterns and see if she wants any of those. So there is a purpose to those piles and, um, there, they will hopefully be very short-term piles and, um, you know, we'll, we'll have guests again before long, like (laughs) next Monday I think is our next, um, set of guests that are coming over. So it, it will be clean again, presently. Um, just not right at this moment. I (laughs) just, uh, yeah, uh, that I will post pictures on Instagram also, both of the piles and, um, hopefully by Friday removing those. So yeah, uh, should be clean shortly. All right. So moving on to the kitchen. Uh, the kitchen is actually the room that I think I worked on the most last year. Um, and my partner also took some time, um, because he wasn't happy with how the uh, cabinets were uh, arranged and like he couldn't find places. One, he couldn't find certain things Two, He couldn't put things away easily. And he's the one who does our dishes most of the time. Um, so that was actually a team effort. Uh, it's in really good shape now. Um, I was struggling with keeping the shelf in front of the microwave clear. I was piling a lot of like random produce and, you know, cans of things that didn't fit in the pantry. Um, so there's a couple of, um, tactics that we employed, um, to try to keep the kitchen in better shape than it was, um, I would say the worst it was, was probably, uh, when I was going to school still. Um, that was pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> I had cleaned my oven and posted it a bunch on Instagram. I cleaned my oven in January. And then, uh, in early February started, uh, the architectural grad prep program that I was in that I have now quit. Um, and, uh, during that time, like And just stuff was piling on the counters. Um, And then there were certain things that I got clean, but then would make the the cleaning up of the uh, some of the surfaces, like the top of the fridge and so forth, would just end up on other counters and other surfaces in the kitchen. So a couple of things we did. Um, One was to start to downsize the pantry uh, in terms of like um we weren't we were no longer we are no longer trying to keep pandemic emergency quantities of food on hand um we still have quite a lot uh however in the last i would say 10 weeks or so we have uh, made a point of um you know trying to eat from the canned goods and trying to eat from the dry pasta and trying to eat from the rice and beans and things that we have had stocked up for the past year. Um, It definitely was something that last May made a lot of sense to, you know, try to keep as much food and staple, like non-perishable stuff on hand as possible. Like I had eight cans of pork and beans and eight cans of black beans and, you know, just like massive amounts of things that didn't need a lot of work beyond a can opener and maybe a source of heat um just in case uh the you know supply lines for groceries or if things became too unsafe that we couldn't get groceries um delivered um so luckily that you know uh it, the the state of emergency there never Um, presented itself to the point where we had to start eating spam and corned beef and things like that. Um, But we are working through our, you know, we have soup, we have fruit, we have um, just random like instant noodles. And so we've been working, we made a list and went through uh, to figure out what items uh, are going to be expiring and need to be replaced or just stuff like that to manage the um, level of food safety I guess that we have in the in the kitchen to a normal manageable level as in I can put groceries away when I acquire them and I didn't just like buy eight extra cans of beans um, same with the fridge um, I think I was packing the freezer with a lot of food um, uh, just like instant prepared foods even like lasagna and things like that um and uh the same with the main part of the fridge and so that's we've been working on um just buying like lower levels of food like it's there's just two of us people and two cats in the house and they don't use the refrigerator (laughs) at all um so just kind of like slowly uh Trying to unhook our ourselves from that emergency food level mindset um and going through our stuff um, so that's been pretty good. We've crossed quite a few things off of the um non perishable food list, and the um I would say the fridge is a little messy right now. I haven't done a full clean um, recently cause my back has not been feeling great. Um, but it is still pretty manageable and doesn't smell bad or anything. Like I don't think there's any rotten milk or anything like that in there. Um, and, uh, I've also, I did also have some plants like orchids and things like that, that were, Uh, randomly in places in the kitchen I've removed those and uh, I will be removing tomorrow I have a bunch of um uh what do I call them I guess they're just egg crates I think mostly they're egg crates uh that are uh boxes uh that I had um salvaged from recycling and you know kept kept from recycling and uh, I filled them with soil and I'm getting ready to start some seeds hopefully um this weekend so we'll see how that goes uh, and that should uh further uh clean up the kitchen and um yeah. And I, I think I just need to eat some fruit this weekend and the kitchen will be pretty good. Oh, one other thing that we did that I found was really helpful was um we have these really deep um corner cabinets that go back into the corner and it, they're kind of, you, they're useful for storage, but not for any kind of storage that you need to be able to reach or see or acquire. Like it's um, it kind of like turns a corner and you practically had to stick your whole upper body into the cabinet to either see what's there or get anything out of the way in the back. Um, so it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but what I did was um, I got various items that, you know, we don't use that often, stuff them towards the back um, and I put shelf liners down that I could pull forward if needed Um, to kind of like drag items forward to where you can reach them Uh, and then the other thing was that I switched out that area from being the canned goods pantry to being where we stack uh, some of the uh, all of the pots and pans that we use and so the pots and pans there's actually very few uh, like we don't have an official set of pots and pans anymore like I think we probably got some when we got married a really long time ago. Um, But uh, we don't have that set anymore. We just kind of have a mishmash of random um, uh, pots and pans that we've collected over the years. Uh, And there's few enough of them to fit in that front part of the cabinet that's easy to reach. And the other thing was I finally committed to... Um, And I had to buy it on Amazon. Sorry, indie bookstore friends. Um, I bought it on Amazon. It was a um, it's an automatic light. So uh, it's a long rectangle and it has like a metal. There's like a magnet on the back and a metal strip that you tape to that you adhere to the cabinet. And then you can, if you want to remove the um, cabinet, you don't have to mount it directly onto, oh, sorry, you remove, you can remove the light because it's just on a magnet and you don't have to um, adhere it or screw it into directly into the cabinet. Um, I believe it's rechargeable or has a thing for batteries. And then um, it's motion sensitive. So uh, as soon as you open the cabinet door, or it might be light sensitive. I should have looked this up before I started this episode. But when I open the cabinet door to go reach in for something, the light turns on and it's the handiest that this and the most useful that this cabinet has ever been. Uh, so I feel really good about having gotten that bright idea and, uh, Yeah, that's that cabinet has been working out really well. I might get another one for the cabinet on the other side because we have a really similar problem um, on the opposite side. It's just slightly easier to get to that cabinet because of um, it doesn't have a drawer in the way it has um, it's like a long L-shaped cabinet and you can actually see into the other side of the cabinet from a different door. So, Um, yeah, so the kitchen doing pretty good. Um, I do want to make a couple of changes and maybe just go over the, um, the cabinets, um, that sometimes have cat hair and random things that, that stick to them. Uh, I haven't done that in probably a year or two. So just a once over to make sure there's no random cat hair fluff hanging out there. And um, I also am thinking of um, using contact paper on the kitchen counter because I've never really liked the, we have a breakfast counter that is kind of a laminate or some kind of polyurethane. I don't know what it is. Um, And uh, I might um, go over it with uh, some contact paper that looks like terrazzo tile and see if that photographs any better because the surface that's there now is not great for photographs. I try to, you know, photograph and post my meals and things like that to Facebook because it's something to do. Um, and that just hasn't been happening lately. I just have, uh, you know, been like hypersensitive to the reflections and the, the you know, just like general scuffed uppiness of, of that breakfast counter. So I might do that soon. And I will give you an update when I've done that. Um, living room. The living room is fantastic as of yesterday, only because my friend Morgan, who, um, frankly, like, I really know her well, mainly from being on social media with her because, um, she was in med school recently and so did not have a time for actual socializing, I'm going to guess, um, And also, you know, everybody has been home for the last year. Um, But also she's someone that I know um, because of the bookstore world. And um, I'm actually not even sure how and why she saw my post because I've been trying to get rid of our extra sofa, which is actually a sofa bed. I've been trying to get rid of it for months and months now. And, um, well, I had a couple of people who were interested in the end, they either didn't go for it or couldn't get the truck or couldn't get people enough to, um, be able to move it. And Morgan, if you're listening, I want to thank you so much, you and your roommate for adopting our, um, sofa bed. We got it for free, uh, from an author friend of mine who, um, you know, was remodeling her sewing room and was just like, I you know, I need to get this out of here. Um, I think we took really good care of it considering we have two cats and they are very messy and hairy and love to scratch things. Um, and she and her roommate and a couple of their, um, friends or relatives came over yesterday and got it out of the living room. And my living room looks so spacious now. And, uh, I hope you Um, really enjoy the couch. It was a good couch. And now you can have guests over because it opens out into like a full size bed. And it's uh, been a really good, it it was actually a really good sofa bed when we had to use it. Um, I'm very fond of that couch. But really, again, there's only two human people living in this apartment. But we had two, no, we had three sofas, one of which was a sofa bed. So we're down to two sofas at least now and that that doesn't feel so terrible um in in terms of you know a volume of furniture that that two people should have in in not a house in in an apartment that's quite a small apartment um and then the um back of the sofa that we did keep in the living room that is looking a little bit hairy but still not as bad as um major levels of collecting, uh, shipping boxes and random things last year. It's definitely, I can walk past it. Um, I have, you know, a lot of materials that either, uh, like usually when we collect items for donation, we put them behind the sofa because, uh, it's um, not an area that we had to look at all the time, really, and also n- not an area that we had to pass through all the time. It's usually much more important to be able to pass um, where the old sofa was previously. and now you can really pass through there because the sofa is gone. Um, there's an armchair uh, now that my husband my husband uses for reading uh, that has taken its place and it's very easy to get around it. Um, so the living room, pretty good. I feel like there was something else I was going to tell you about about the living room. Oh. Now I remember. Um I have had this really bad habit of um putting the um just my purse or if I have a backpack or something like that just like putting it on the back of the dining room chair, like whatever happens to be closest and what would happen is I would pile more and more things like co- sweaters, um, jackets, uh, backpacks, grocery bags, like random things would just accumulate onto the backs of the chairs. Um, there was at least once or twice where like the chair tipped over because it had so much stuff on it, on, on its back that <laughs> it, it just aren't, you know, fell, fell over. Um, I got the bright idea when we were walking around Target a couple weeks ago on our, you know, escape from quarantine uh, weekend. Um, I saw a, a hook, it's supposed to go, it goes over the door and, um, it's just a really large set of white, uh, hooks. They're like, they're pretty big. They're like maybe eight inches or more long. Um, and it's a set of four hooks and it's just this metal bar that goes on the top of your door. And uh, you can hang stuff on there, and I have this bright idea. We have a hall closet that we keep open all the time so that the cats can go in and out because there' are litter boxes in there, and I put that on the back of the door, and I put my shopping bags and my purse on the back of the door and Now I don't have to look at it all the time. It's been really great um so that was the other um major uh thing that we did in the living room. It's looking pretty good. Um, there is one more project that, uh, I want to do that, um, kind of affects that area. And that is the patio. Um, we have a metal patio table that we got for free from another tenant in the building had, had left it there and our handyman gave it to us. So Jason is going to, um, paint the metal and like put rust-oleum and whatever rust reformer and things like that to stop it from decaying further because it's a little bit um rusty he's going to paint that silver he already painted the chairs i uh upholstered some boards that we got um for for the seats so those already look really cute and um uh, my partner also um, used some old Ivar shelving that we had that um, instead of putting it away, he um, water sealed it and it is now holding my, my plants out on the patio. And I really like that the sofa, is now, the sofa bed is now gone because that was obstructing the view of the patio. And now it looks beautiful and green and lush and I can see my nice new chairs that I upholstered and soon, uh, hopefully the table will match. And, um, I'm just really excited about that space. I also do have a couple of things, which I might post on by nothing. I have these big Jasmine plants that are just, it's too big for, they're too big now for the patio. And they're also, um, taking up a lot of the width of the patio, um, that, before it wasn't a problem when we when we didn't have the table and chairs, but now it's a little bit of uh, a tight squeeze. Um, so I am going to try to get rid of those this weekend. We're gonna to try to keep one and get get rid of three, because I I think four like three foot tall jasmine plants plants is really a lot for that small, small patio. Um, and then oh one one more thing, living room adjacent. Um, not really. It's, it's, it's far enough from the living room. I can't see it. Um, our apartment has a swimming pool and up until last weekend, um, there were just like weeds, like three or four foot tall dandelion weeds and things like that growing along the side of the pool area. And, um, my, uh, upstairs neighbor, um, asked if I wanted to help spruce it up like asked for my opinion and uh things like that and so we bought a bunch of plants last week um pull just just, like jammed out all of the uh dandelions and weeds that were growing on the side um I also bought a patio umbrella we we split it between us the cost was actually actually not that bad it was under 40 dollars, and um it now looks really pretty out there um I actually was not really using that area very much. The chairs were really dirty. Um, you know, we weren't even really swimming. And then, uh, it was actually kind of nice after we did our really exhausting, you know, we picked a uh, poorly picked a sunny day to do our gardening in the middle of the day. Um, once we got it done, uh, we both put our swimsuits on and jumped in the pool and it was fantastic. It felt so good. Um, uh, I also I didn't we we don't have a net for some reason for cleaning the swimming pool um, but I got an embroidery hoop and a lingerie bag like a washing bag and a mesh washing bag and I stuck it in the embroidery hoop and I swam around with it and I got a lot of leaves and petals out of the swimming pool so that was um very handy I was very proud of myself for thinking of that idea um because I think a pool net is like 30 or 40 dollars at least so <laughs> Um, So yeah, those are all of the uh, cleaning activities that I've been up to since the last episode. Um, I was actually feeling really down on myself for kind of like letting things get out of hand or there would be certain things like I would be really good at cleaning my desk, but it would be so momentary like um, I would clean it at the end of my shift and then you know, you spend most of the night sleeping. I do at least. And then wake up in the morning and make it a mess again because then I would be working on it. Um, and just kind of like generally feeling kind of unworthy and um, like, who who am I to be doing this uh, cleaning and organizing podcast that I can't even keep my place clean and organized at all? Um, so yeah, that's obviously that way of thinking is untrue um and it's all um a state of flux uh it's all you know all you can really do unless you're giving stuff away to other people is is move things around move dirt around and and it's just a whole process that is ongoing um i really think if i if i really take a step back and look at think about how much stuff that I have gotten rid of in the last couple of um, weeks it's hasn't even been 2 months like I've gotten rid of a lot of of stuff that um I think oh and another thing Netflix has new episodes of hoarders so hoarders will really ha- it's it, it I really like watching that show because Um, Watching other people uh, struggle with um, these mindsets or these ways of thinking that allow us to accumulate a lot of stuff that we don't necessarily need or want um, helps me to um, kind of think of that process for myself and allow me to, you know, allow me to let things go. Um, Better, allow me to get to the point where I'm not um, putting off uh, selling or donating, you know, or whatever, throwing things away that need to be thrown away, even. Um, So, yeah, I am feeling a lot better now that I've talked to you about the state of things. Um, And I hope that this will... just continue again there's just this ebb and flow of you know emotions and feelings and attachment to things and it's normal and we'll get through it and things things that might be dirty now will be clean again and and vice versa it's just how life (laughs) how life is um so I will try to share some photographs uh, related to everything that I've talked about in this episode on Instagram. So please follow me there. If you have done a cleaning project and taken any photos, videos, before and afters, and would like to share them with the rest of the audience, please use the hashtag uh, #CleanYourRoomPodcastChallenge to share these on Instagram and TikTok. Again, you can follow me on both platforms at Clean Your Room Podcast. I'm also on Twitter as Fruitjuice. That's F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S. If you check that actually reasonably soon after this episode is published, which is May 27th, 2021, um, I started book blogging again and I've tweeted a bunch of giveaways that we have for my friend Tracy Holster's uh, middle grade novel. It is called Brave in the Woods. So just a tangent, go to Twitter um, it's on my Instagram as well, or on my, um, personal Instagram, uh, Linktree profile. So that's Alethea Aliare, A-L-L-A-R-E-Y is the last name. Oh, sorry. Let me spell my first name for you. My handle on Instagram is Alethea, Alethea Alire, A L E T H E A a l l a r e y and my twitter handle is fruit juice like fruit loops but with juice it's f r o o t j o o s we also have a facebook page for the podcast if you'd like to discuss ask questions or share your cleaning challenges and i have finally bitten the bullet and closed the facebook group it is paused but you can still find me on the public page uh, you can find links to all of these social media pages uh, from uh, Linktree and at Clean Your Room pod- cra- Sorry, and Linktree slash Clean Your Room Podcast. Uh, You can leave me an audio message or send me an email. You can find the links to how to send an audio message on cleanyourroompodcast.com or in my link tree. You can also email into info at cleanyourroompodcast.com. Again, you'll find this and all the rest of the links that I've mentioned on my website and social profiles. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a variety of ways. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can rate or review the show. And you can make a monthly contribution through our anchor.fm page. You can even shop from our bookshop page, which also supports independent bookstores across the country with every purchase. Find us at bookshop.org slash shop slash podcast the Clean Your Room podcast is hosted and produced by me, Alicia Alliere, and this original opening music is called Bubble Gets, also composed by me. The podcast logo was illustrated by Ashlyn Anstey. You can find more about her and her artwork and writing at That's ashlyna.com. That's A S H L Y N A.com. She also has a podcast with her partner, Grant Party, called Grashlyn Party which you should definitely check out. It's also on iTunes and probably a bunch of other places. This episode was sponsored by and produced on Anchor FM. Thanks again for listening. This is Alethea signing off and reminding you to clean your room.